Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Marvel Duel. I'm Faith, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by Jonathan Snow and Horrible Chopstick. How are you guys doing today? All right, all right. Welcome, welcome. Another another hype episode. Yeah, I'm good. I'm the best I've been in a week, so can't complain. Uh, welcome, everybody. Yeah, Marvel Duel Pro Academy. We did it. Um, note our fancy new logo over there. These guys can't see it, but I can because I'm doing production. Uh, it looks great. Big shout out to John for going out of his way and finding an artist and making it all happen. So we've got one logo there. We've got another logo as well. Um, you guys will see these popping up more and more as we continue. All right. Well, today's uh, main focus is going to be on current meta decks. We're going to be discussing our favorite decks, how they match up against more popular decks going around right now, and uh, maybe a bit of insight into how to run them. But before we get into that, there were a couple bug fixes this week, so maybe we should go over those. Um, don't have them up on my screen right now, but there's only a few. Um, first one being where if uh, you had Blood Axe on one of your characters and they got stunned, they would only go off one time. It wouldn't go off again if uh, the round came to their turn again. So I've noticed this a few times. Normally, it doesn't usually matter because by the time it comes to their turn again after the first time, you've either already won or lost. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, it was occasionally relevant, but you know, for for the most part, yeah. If if it went off the one time, it was often that's all your your setup was for, right? It was to make that one big blood axe eat. Exactly. On your destroyer, because yeah. that's what you do. Yeah, no, this is yeah, blood axe is a pretty good card. Um I'm glad they kind of fixed that as well. But also, Faith, if you want to look at the the real quickly, if you want to look at the the maintenance, uh just close out the app real quick and then just log it back in. Uh you'll be able to see it yeah. so we can actually get yeah. some uh uh, run down so that way because because there's been a there's a, there's a quite a few things uh like like actual like visual um just gameplay wise as well that's uh really uh we should definitely talk about because uh one of the crazy things is one of the hero skills have gotten a huge touch mm -hmm. and uh, i definitely want to talk about that as well okay for sure I but, think good. yeah and we, we we started with the bug fixes we can keep talking about that while this loads in um before we get to the actual changes um yeah, yeah. It should, it should, should be able to pop up like right here. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I don't know how well people are going to be able to read this. It's not as high quality coming in off of streaming off of Discord because <laughs> rather than me plugging it in directly like like we usually do. So we'll try, but no problems. Wow. Yeah. So the next uh, bug fix was they fixed the skill bug of Chewy. Big mm -hmm. um, gotten... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Chewy's had a lot of issues lately. Um. John, I know you've had a, a lot of frustrations regarding Chewie. Uh, can you go into detail yeah. on what this bug fixed? All right. So basically, when you have Chewie on the board, uh, he triggers. He has an assault ability where he triggers. And basically how the triggers work in this game, if people are not aware, because we actually do get this question uh, kind of you know frequent. But uh, the way the, the turn order happens is it's either one... Uh, whoever has the most card, the most units on the board goes first. So if I have five units and you only have three units, I will go first. Or it will go into the second thing I'll go into on the far left, power, who has the highest power. So if we have equal playing field, if we have six units versus six units on the far left, whoever has the highest power will go first. And then three, whoever has assaults will go first. So it'll assault will trigger first before power and then 
whoever has the highest power to assault will trigger first. So I guess that's the order a lot of people don't aren't aware of. But anyway, besides that, uh, Chewie's thing is is that when he has assault, he has an assault. He's able to take away whatever units that are uh, equal to or lower power than he has, and then he will eat them up. And then once he gets destroyed, he will uh, distribute them right back at his star level. So the issue with Chewie was is that before the patch, he would actually activate uh, the assaults even if he's at lower power. So either uh, you either even though you have an assault unit that's stronger than him and you're able to take him out, he will still trigger first for some odd reason, and he will also spawn units as well on um, being defeated, which shouldn't be the thing. So that was the issue with Chewie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you guys want to add into that? The, the brief TODR of that is basically uh, Chewie would usually have to wait till it's his turn for him to activate his mm-hmm. assault, but the bug caused exactly. him to always activate his assault regardless of right. if it was his turn. Or- um, I know there was also one of our other pros, Cavs, who actually got recording of him encountering Chewie as a ghost or in a ghost player's possession, and it almost cost him the game because it was activating uh, when it wasn't his turn. Yeah, that's wow. really annoying. <laughs> yeah, so Chewie, so Chewie, yeah, Chewie, yeah, Chewie had some crazy um, nuances to him. Mm-hmm. Well, Let's see, going over the rest of these. Um, so we have, looks like, a fix to the speed up function. Uh, it would be invalid after playing snap. Yep. So be it. Oh. Yeah, uh, so snap, yeah, snap. Yeah, snap was uh, whenever you played snap, the animation would actually like go slow. And then once the animation uh, triggered happened, the whole game went very like slow mo mm-hmm. action. So like it was pretty bad using snap. Well, that's a good little fix there. It should help. We have a bug where rewards in the mail that were open before midnight couldn't be claimed after midnight. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's one of the random ones. Yeah, these get these get yeah. smaller and smaller as we move on. Yeah, so that's yeah. What they're doing. Yeah. These are all little, little small things yeah. here. Uh, fix the bug where the attribute of the hero skin is incorrect when checking information. Uh, fix the bug where the stars on the battlefield would stay after you dealt damage to the opponent. And some other small ones, but um, let's mm-hmm. go back up. The star to... one was pretty funny, also. Yeah, that one's been around for a little while, actually. Yeah. Um, the hero skill balance adjustment of swing into action. So, for those of you who are listening, swing into action is a Spider-Man hero skill, wherein once you activate this skill, you get to select uh, from random, uh, from three random Starburst two, five cost character cards. Uh, to place on your field before it would cost you 10 gems to do so now it will cost you 16 gems for that level two hero so your whole turn basically the 16 yes gems, right? yeah so 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 before before the with with cost 10 so on turn four you're introduced your hero skill which then you could pick this so on also i believe on turn four you're also get 15 gems in total am i correct about that uh like at the start of your turn yeah you get 16 gems at the start of your turn it's one one of those either 15 or 16. yeah so so normally when before this patch happened you were able to do this action and still get two rows of a shop or one row of a shop and buy one unit 
or just or pocket do everything. this and then get one unit. Yeah, okay. or pocket it. So it's it's it was huge value, huge value. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something to note though, uh, gem efficiency wise, beforehand it would cost ten, and normally it would cost you ten anyways right. to get a level two starbursted five cost hero. Now you're basically paying for the cost of three or over three a little over three of those five cost cards to get a level two. Right. So you're paying, you're paying for tempo, but you're losing value. Yep. Um, whereas before yeah. it, it was equal on value and you gain tempo. So it was that it was really, really valuable. Um, it's interesting that they went to 16 instead of 15. I would think it would be 15, right? Cause they're making you pay for one extra copy for the tempo, but it's 15 and then one extra on top of that. Yeah. I think, I think uh, you do start with uh, 15 gems on that turn. Okay. So, so you have to come in with one. Yeah, you'd have to come in with one. I mm. think that might be why. Okay. Interesting. And and, 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 I, and I think that skill, I think 16 is still very fair because, again, who, who can you get as a five-star? You can get Hela. A two-star Hela is, what, 30 power, and she can nuke your board. Uh, you could get Black Symbiote Spider-Man, which is also huge value. If you have him at the end, you can actually literally take out a player on turn four. If he hits right, correctly, he, if he hits and fills the whole board, yeah, you can also get a Talos. Yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah, you you can definitely whiff with it too. Like the every, you know, the high roll is great, but the low roll is not great either. Like, Sixteen gems for a low roll. Oh, yeah, that's 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 pretty it's pretty risky. But I, you know what, I think that's to be fair. I think this is a fair value because if you're sw- if you get one of those really good five stars at two. Um, you're pretty strong in the lead. That'll carry you for about two or three turns. It's definitely Easy. dropped from like a snap pick to uh, a maybe now yeah. for me, as far as like when I see it come up. My opinion, even before the fix, I've always, no matter the card game I played, avoid any RNG that I could. So I've never liked. Right, and we're we're very opposite <laughs> on that. Where I will charge headlong into maximizing. You know, like no, let's let's roll it, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah, mean, just roll the dice. With this, you know, I think I think we're probably in agreement that five is like where where your highest value cards are going to be, anyways. So at yeah. least with that, it's good. Mm-hmm. Like six is the most powerful stuff, but five is often the most high value cards and the easiest to get to. Um, so it's not like you know, the yeah, you can low roll, but on average, you're going to get something decent. And sometimes you're going to be able to just like mm-hmm. steamroll your next three three rounds because you got something awesome. Yeah. Or like yeah. Even, even like you know Thor or whatever is a, a very good find there. There's a, there's a lot of powerful cards on fire. Oh yeah, be- yeah because because oh. the, just their raw stats is mm-hmm. is really good anyway. Yeah. That they they give. Or something like uh, a stealth armor, right? Where you you play it that that turn and get a crazy boost on him. He's like thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and has the uh, the annihilate. That's that's always nice. And then he sticks around for 30. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sold. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm definitely uh, less sold than I used to be. I used to be uh, like, nope, I'm always taking this now. Eh, we'll see. Uh, other things they've changed. Um, the mo- one big one is now when you're doing pack openings, you can open five at a time. Five. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is easier. It makes it, uh, especially when I do like pack openings later on in the future, it's more convenient. You don't mm-hmm. It's less lengthy of a video. Oh, but see, you get no. I I do, I do single packs for videos. I want, I want that content. I want to stretch that content. <laughs> get more more view time. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, no. If I'm just doing it, on also screen, probably yeah, probably just five. Yeah. yeah. 
Alrighty, and then um, something we've all been wanting is extended timing on our arenas. Woo! Saturday and Finally. Sunday. Yeah, now they're going to be open for 14 hours. And I know both of you guys especially were, were really suffering from not being able to get, get good arena runs in. Um, so hopefully having some extended weekend time will help out with that. Yeah, and arenas are yeah, great. No, it, it, uh, it definitely does. Uh, I do have a feeling some players, though, are already starting to get a little, a little bit burnt out on it. Maybe. I'm still enjoying it a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. still fun. I, I, it's, it's still fresh to me, and uh, I definitely do like that change because I was able to play it like once a week to now I can actually play it several times a week, mm -hmm. which is nice. And also it's nice to be able to sit down and play a full run in one setting, which was basically impossible in two hours <laughs> before. And I, you know, I really like that as a play session. Sit down, play one full run, and then that's my my play session for for then. Um, it's it's a good mm -hmm. amount of time. You know, it's it's what three three to four hours usually if you're if you're churning right through all those games. So, yeah, give or take. Yeah. Now it's, this it's also gonna make doing videos a lot easier for Arena. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Streams too, like mm -hmm. stream on the week. Mm -hmm. Um. So the next thing, uh, they've. Adjusted fight animations. I, I'm not really sure what this change entails because uh, I I don't have any animations on in the first it, place. Yeah, so. it gets rid of the full screen animations. Like if you knock somebody out, unless it's like the winning thing, basically, because they take a lot so. Of time. So if you didn't already have that off, now it automatically. Yeah, I think we're one for three for animation uh, animation watchers. So I don't know, John, has <laughs> yeah. impacted you. Yeah, no, I, I like it. It's fun because uh, now, whenever you actually knock out your opponent, like on the like the finale, you get to see the cool your main character that you chose does the action, and then you actually have like a VIP character, such as like like Yondu, or if you have uh, Marvel and stuff like that, uh, you'll actually be able to see them come into the screen, and then they'll do their effect also, which mm -hmm. is pretty nice because sometimes you usually don't get to see it at all, so. I like uh, it. I, I still holds true to my conspiracy theory that anybody that has that full animation is going to be turned into a skin. Yeah. I think that's why. I think that's why they all have the animations because they're going to be skins eventually. I'm, I'm maintaining it's that. Definitely possible. We'll see. It's likely. Yeah. I'm not announcing that. That they've not said anything about that. That's just my pure speculation. So, yeah. Alrighty. Um, they also have some optimization in Road to Conqueror. Um, optimize the VFX when players reward, have rewards to claim and a notice when a new hero trials unlocked. So just uh, more quality of life is there. Um, yeah. Then yeah. some other quality of life things. Um, optimize the performance of loading interface. Tutorial battle. I don't think any of us are... I don't even remember the tutorial battle, really. But, um, Literally day one of this game, which was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then added buffs that come from hero skills to card detail interface. So, for example, you have a hero skill in Captain Marvel where she will grant a unit uh, assault or another one of hers that gives it an extra action time. Now, if you're the opponent, you can click on that card and see that that is the skill they use to give that card that ability. That's good, because I know on my stream many a time I've been like, where did that come from? What is happening? And you guys are like, oh, look at it, idiot. And I'm just like, oh. Sorry. <laughs> now, I, now I can not I'll still complain but it's I, I don't have justification anymore alright so that wraps up 
the update notice. Now let's uh, let's dive into some of our meta decks here. Yeah. So I'm gonna go over my deck that I tested. So I ran this uh, 10, 10 games and I went seven and three. Seven and three, as in I placed top three, not that I got first place. Right, right. Um, that is just I shorthand call it Quest Five. So should, should, um, should, should, should be. Before we start, should, should we describe like uh, how is um, uh, deck building in this game? Because if we having new players and new uh, viewers watching or listening, uh, what is what is deck what is deck building in this game? How is it different from every other like card game or like uh, you know like Hearthstone or stuff like that? Yeah, how how is deck costs. building in this game different? Mandatory yeah. costs is the biggest difference in this game. Having to um, have cards of. X, X or Y cost in certain slots, and you, you have to have two of everything. Yeah, and I think we covered most of that during the first episode, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, brief rundown. You have uh, three superheroes and then one neutral slot, and each one of those you have to have, uh, what, 12 cards. So 12 times 4 is 48 total, plus you have a locked card pool that works off like an auto chest style system where you have a shop that'll come up and you have to purchase said cards. It's it's uh, ten per, so it's forty cards. But yeah, four, six, eight. Ten. Yep. There's no uh, there's no one drops. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, so you have ten cards per. Then ten there, forty cards total, and then the locked card shop. Yeah, and then in each slot, uh, you can have up to four copies of a card. Um, a lot of people wonder if I have four copies of a card, will I see it more often than if I only have one copy? The answer is no. You have mm. the same chances of seeing. Um. The one little thing that you should take note of there is that if you have cards you don't want to see, you should buy it from the shop, and then just sell it, and you won't see that card anymore, and it will basically filter out your deck to get you to the cards you do want to see. Especially two costs and sometimes three costs. So, 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 so you're basically telling me that running four copies of all the cards is not a good idea. Of that's like a, that's every a single terrible card. idea. Don't do that. Okay, so it's so don't do that. Bad. Yeah. Okay, so as so as a new player, and never, I should not be putting four copies of every single card in a deck. That's just bad. Yeah, like yeah, there there cool. th there's no way you would want four copies of every card in your deck in any deck. Um, yeah, typically you you want your your key units. Probably you want all four ofs, um, mm -hmm. and then all your as many low cost units as possible. Probably at one. With, with some exception here and there. And then with weapons, you never want any more than the max number of that weapon you would want on the field at any given time, which is usually two at most. So you almost, it's almost always one for weapons, but maybe sometimes two. I know like the Blood Axe deck, you probably want several, but uh, yeah. And then with actions, mm -hmm. actions can fluctuate between, you know, it, it really depends on what it is and what, what the effect is. So yeah. yeah. All right. So this deck, I call it Quest 5. However, that's a bit misleading. Uh, the majority of this deck is taking place on Shop 3. So I'm going to be going over just the main, the main slots that we're looking at in each uh, category, uh, whether it's the, the superhero or the neutral. We'll start with the neutral. And um, some of the Shop 3 cards I have on neutral, it's going to be 2 of Wasp and 2 of Strucker. Now, before I go into too much detail, this shop revolves around procking the daredevil quest where in case you guys don't know you have to start with a lower amount of cards on the board than your opponent wins so 
the main idea here is to get as strong of a board as you can while still having a lower amount of cards. So you want to pick up cards like Wasp, uh, where she can get extra attack power from red units that you have in the shop. Um, Strucker is good because he just has a strong base attack power. And then I, in the two slot, I'm also running Hydra Re-Education Cab, which is just four flat power. And then I'm also running a two of Outrider because if you have an all red board, even if it's just five, and you have a level two Outrider, he's giving four people four power, which is an extra 16 power. And that's firepower. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's firepower on legs, pretty yeah, much. On a lot of legs. Yeah. So, jumping into the actual Electra portion of this, my run, two slot, just a ninja of the hand, Typhoid Mary, neither of these are super important. But they're notably, just, they're, they're both red. They're both red mm -hmm. because it works with uh, the wasp that you saw already. So, more reds we have, the more she can proc off that. Mm -hmm. And I guess you can put the cap on them as well if you need to. And exactly, exactly. And, bef and then we'll also see that when we get into Hela, we also have a Blood Act. Mm. Um, as far as three costs here, so this is where the meat of the deck is. You want your four Daredevils, and you want to get all of these out um, before you activate or go for the boards. So you want your four Daredevils, and you want your two Kings of New York. So what happens is you'll have two Kings of New York in your tactical area. And by the way, in your tactical area, you can only hold up to five tactical cards. Right. So you don't actually want to get all four slots of Daredevil cards. You want three of the Daredevil cards, which you'll get. You get one off the one star, you get another one off the two star, and then you get your third one off the four star. So you get three Daredevil quest cards, and you get two King of New York cards. Oh, so and you I don't play the third copy of Daredevil? You hold I it? don't play the okay. third copy. Yeah. Those are the five cards I have activated, and it's all for a plan, because you see, once, assuming everything goes well and you proc all five of those, now you then level up to uh, shop four, and now that you have two Kings of New York, you're going to be getting two Iron Fists every turn. So you, get, so, so you stay so, on shop four twice for two turns, you're guaranteed a four-star Iron Fist, and if you have four-star Iron Fist, with with five active or five completed quests on your field, you're getting what fifteen power and twelve times five is 60, 60 armor each turn. That's fifteen crazy. power, 60, 60 armor each turn. What's 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 uh? What, I was gonna ask what's so special about Daredevil? Why is uh? Why is he like your main focus? What is what is so good about him? Ah yes. So let's discuss his quest. So his quest uh. Back alley brawl. So we already discussed the criteria you need to meet for uh, achieving this quest. But when you complete this, your daredevil not only gains two power at the start of each turn, but he also pierces or, or he does um, adjacent damage. So when you complete this quest, the card gains deal damage to the characters adjacent to the target. So for if for example, if you hit a, if you hit one card and they have two cards to either side. The two cards to either side will take the same amount of damage that one in the middle. And that's a unique effect in this game. Nobody else does that. Mm, I see. Mm -hmm. That works great for, um, 
fighting against things like uh, retaliate because if you hit a card next to a retaliate unit, you're not going to eat that retaliate damage. Neat. Oh wow! And then he's That's also it's, he's cool. gaining plus six, right? Because it's three of those quests completed, so he's gaining plus six. Per so he's getting six power a turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if you level up to five after you've gotten your four iron fist, now you got your stick for each quest you have on the battlefield. And remember, you're guaranteed at least one stick a turn with uh, of New York. You put him in between Daredevil and Iron Fist, and now each of them are also getting 10 power each turn. At, that's at level one. So if he levels up to two, now they're each getting 20 power a turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and because you've, you've said it so that um, those are the only things you can find because you fully exactly. fit at this point, yeah. So each each time you level up, you you go into your you, you two turns with Iron Fist, two turns with Stick, and then I see Moon Knight on the end there to cap things off. Yeah, yeah. If, if it ever goes to six, you have Moon Knight there mm -hmm. to propel you over. All right, so that's the main uh, Electro portion. Um, the other two decks I'm going to go over are more of a supporting role. So we go over to Hela, and in the two slot we have the classic Blood Axe, mm -hmm. which if you equip it. Uh, they gain three power, and they consume the character to their left and gain their powers. Yep. I also have an Ulic. Uh, I chose him over Frost Giant, A, because he's a flat four power. And yes, Frost Giant's five power, but he's basically only got three life. And also, Ulic is a red card, which means he can use Blood Axe as well. And he also can use the seven league boots. And he also benefits Wasp and being a red card in the shop. And also Outrider. For outrider benefits. Yeah. yeah. And then it also plays nice with Agent, who I'm sure you're buying sometimes. I do, of course. And then another key card here is Destroyer. Um, if you're playing this game at any level higher than probably uh, Platinum right now, you know of Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> he is seen very frequently. So basically, what he does, he has an ability called Pierce, which basically, if you hit a card with him, he will do any uh, remaining damage to the cards, uh, to that card's right. So if you, for example, if you have Destroyer at 20 power and you hit a card that has 5 power, he's going to deal 15 carryover damage to all the cards to the right as long as there's power for him to hit. Uh, the other thing is if he, he, is, he is a Maverick, meaning... He gets an extra ability if he's the last person left on your board. And his particular Maverick ability is he increases his power twofold and gains critical hit. So critical hit in combination with doubling his power makes for some pretty uh, clear board swing. I think, I think honestly, Destroyer is probably, if not one of the best, if not the best three drop in this game, honestly. Yeah. He's very, it's very versatile. And for early game, like, pressure or even just, like, as a safety net, uh, Destroyer can really put in that work. Yeah, for now, sure. And also, like, it can also just be like, oops, I win sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. You just get the, you just get the, yeah. the RNG sometimes. It's just like, and I win. Cool. Great. Because he goes off. Yeah. Um, so this next deck, I'm going to be using Iron Man. Now, I've seen some other variants of this type of deck that use like um, Guardians of the Galaxy with their strong three drops. However, I like using Iron Man because, and I'll explain it, in the two slot I have the Iron Man Model 1, which is okay. It's, it's a good card for a shop one. Uh, it gives you a little armor. Um, but you're eventually going to sell that 
because you don't want blue units on your board. The other card I have in the two slot is Energy Overload, which increases a start character's power by 20 and then destroys them the round after. If you're playing this deck, you don't really care about start cards, so this, this is great. Um, and what you're going to be looking to do is, I have in the three slot, Extremist Armor and, more importantly, Hydro, hydro Armor. So Hydro Armor at level 2, and I'm running 2 of Hydro Armor, and I'm only running 1 of Extremist. Hydro Armor is the more important one. So at level 2, he starts with a base of 14, and then gains an additional 8. Now, if you stack it up right, and you play them at the same time, um, you get perhaps maybe you get a little lucky, you can get uh, 4 plus 7 is 11, and then you play it down again, uh, so you're getting four plus eight. So you're getting twelve plus this twenty or fourteen, and you end up with twenty-six power. Mm -hmm. This is on top of energy overload, gets him up to forty-six power. Then ideally, you have destroyer right next to him with the blood axe, and you equip uh, the hydro armor with the seven league boots, with which boosts him to fifty-three power. And then your destroyer eats the 53 power hydro armor and cleaves the entire enemy board. Yep. Sounds that, pretty good. That'll happen. <laughs> yep. And even if he doesn't, he's most likely going to win the board no matter what. Yeah. That's the, and that's the entire point. Yeah. You, you, you get all your daredevil quests online and then you move up to chop floor and proceed with your iron fist stick. Nice. Mm, I like I it. Yeah. And, that, and that's how you make it happen is with a giant destroyer. Yep. That's what you do to, to get your extra unit. Or yeah. your minus one unit to, it's to a, quest. Yeah. It's a fun deck to play and I, I've really enjoyed playing it. Um the main weaknesses of it are, you know, it if you don't find uh, all your daredevils in time, um, it can end up costing you the game. And sometimes while you're building up to looking for those daredevils, your board can be a little weaker because you're targeting those cards specifically. You don't want to wait too long. Ideally you wanna do your board swing by around six at the latest so if you don't have it by then it could spell trouble for you uh you, you could end up just dying before you get there that's the main weakness of this but once you get your daredevil online uh everything else is pretty much autopilot very nice that's a sweet deck i need to play that that looks fun although i don't have any daredevils so maybe i won't play that <laughs> it's a fun deck all right um that's so yeah, so for me, I've been playing something very similar to that, but uh, like you were saying that you can play different builds. Uh, I've been yeah. playing the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, build with that. So what I would do is for like the Guardian of the Galaxy line, I would play one rocket uh, jetpack and one rocket raccoon. For the same very reason, because one, their power, and two, rocket is pretty good tempo in the early game because... Uh, he, whenever he deals damage, he actually can snipe cards. So he does gain some type of value, and giving him Rocket Jetpack, of course, gives him the crit, which is very, very useful. And then normally, I would uh, exchange that with a Gladiator because I'll, I'll be running four Gladiators on my build, and I would just give uh, the Gladiator the Rocket's Jetpack because he'll give him crit. So that basically, he'll be a lot stronger. Um, I also use uh, Cosmo. I play actually one Cosmo. Because if we're if we're playing Daredevil, you always want to win that exchange, and you always want to tempo out your board to to giving them a higher stat boost as much as you possibly can. So that's why I do that as well. 
Um, and then I, I then I also lean over to it's either I lean over to Daredevil, and if I don't see him by like turn three or four, I move on to shop four, and then my secondary winning condition is actually Ego. So then I play Ego as well as a another win con because uh, sometimes if you try to focus on primarily on a certain target and you don't get him, uh, it just kind of falls apart. So I rather uh, just shift over to Ego and then he'll just carry me uh, to the later game if that's the case. Uh, can never yeah. go wrong with Ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can never go wrong. Like Ego is just still too good. He, he's such a great card with Blood Axe. Um, it, it's like you basically the key uh, setup is you put Gladiator in the first slot. Like Gladiator is already getting rolled. Like like he's getting his stats increased, and then you just uh, blood axe with Ego. He eats up the Gladiator, and then now Ego starts going off. And it, it just basically those two cards are like yin and yang, peanut butter and jelly together, and they just work so well together. So it's uh, it's pretty good. And you can also work backwards from there, I bet, and then get a Daredevil set up after you have a partially fed Ego pretty easily. Yeah, so so if you want, so like the the craziest line is you could go uh, Gladiator into Ego into Daredevil because then Daredevil will trigger, he'll gain the extra buffs and then he'll just like nuke your opponent's war. Like if he hits correctly, if he hits like a middle unit, his flash damage will just tear up the other two units apart. So, and then you're just like winning from there. It's like not even uh, like a hard case to win. Um, I think, I think also for me, uh, let's see, uh, can we continue to look at the Star Wars stuff real quickly? Yeah. Uh, from there, I, I, you can also lean into, like, if you don't own Ego, you can use Drax as your other win con because Drax is still just as good, uh, with his new update where he gets the plus action time and he gains, uh, every time he defeats a unit, he gains the plus power. So that's pretty ridiculous. That's, uh, that's another way you can go if you don't own Ego. Uh, let's see here. Uh, also, Drax Assault is one of the key cards as well. Uh, you run four of those because it's giving your unit that's, especially if you're going to give uh, Ego the Drax Assault where he can Blood Axe like a secondary power unit, feed him, he swings, he gains power, and then your Gladiator hits, and then he eats up the Gladiator right afterwards, and then he's just rolling from there as well. So that's also another way you can uh, uh, make sure Ego goes off. Or, or Daredevil as well. Uh, let's see. Um, and then for six costs, uh, let's see here. Um, I play Yondu because Intergalactic is a thing, <laughs> and that deck is annoying. So uh, what Yondu does is uh, normally, if I'm do if I am going to play against an Intergalactic, I make sure even as a one star, he's very strong because you would give him a Blood Axe, put him on the second slot, give him Drax Assault, which then gives him uh, an Assault. So then he'll go, he triggers, eats up your Gladiator, which is probably very big. He'll probably be like over 100 plus stats. He hits the second unit and all, everybody just gets destroyed <laughs> on the <laughs> right side of him. So it, like, it just, it's just like, it's like a, a wave of just destruction. So Yandu's actually a very good unit as, a, as like a, also a second, like a third, secondary third finisher in the game. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I play. Uh, oh, obviously, I play Hella as well. So I play my my lineup is uh, is a Star Lord, Hella, and Electra. Um, yeah, Electra as well. Yeah. So, and then for for the Hella stuff, it's pretty simple. You play more. I play three Blood Axe because four, I think, is a little bit too much. 
because I do want to cycle out my shop a lot more uh, than others. Uh, for Destroyer, you play four of him because that's the way to go. And then I think everything else is just literally just one of until you hit like Surter. Surter is like the finale, just like the last pivot card. I run four of him because, you know, getting that free burn damage is pretty good. <laughs> and, yeah. and me personally, I, and me personally, I like Hush. Because if I'm playing Destroyer, uh, I like having at least one or two Hush on the board. Uh, also, too, if, if you don't know, with the Tactics area, you actually can now sell the Tactic cards. Mm -hmm. so, sometimes, so sometimes now what I do is uh, I'll keep the Hush for now. And then if I start playing multiple Daredevils, I'll actually uh, sell the Hushes so that I can have more Daredevil quests available and have that active as well. So that's actually a huge change, too. A lot of people are not aware. Yeah, that's extremely relevant because um, you don't want your tactics area filled with multiple uh, tactics cards if you're trying to do quests on top of that. That's a really good point. Yeah, so 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 be, be, being able to like shuffle uh, different tactics in and out is really good because sometimes I'll cycle out Hush out of there as well as also King in New York too. Sometimes I'll cycle that out because once I start going with uh, um, Iron Fist and Daredevil because I don't play sticks in my build because I already have Ego as a win con and I have a uh, a Surter and Yandu as another win con, so I don't play sticks on mine. Uh, but would have, but also too with Surter, I use uh, what's the card called? Um, the Illusion card for Hella. I think it's a five drop. Trading places. I run one oh, copy yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, I run one copy of that because if Surter is my only out to like a, a specific deck strategy and they're low life, trading places. Even if Surter goes, he'll come back alive, and then he'll be able to nuke. Uh, with his maverick skill do like that instant damage and then that's pretty much it so it, depending on board state and depending on what's going on on the board i'll either sell king of new york's hushes and i'll put trading places in place and then have surter as the finale so it, it's it's it, it, it really depends on what's happening uh game state wise uh where you could pivot to different strategies very nice yeah and i think that's pretty much it for me like guys uh, it's, it, it's, it's pretty good uh, what deck do you find yourself struggling against with this? I, I hate IG. <laughs> I, hate, I, hate, I hate Intergalactic. Um, that, that's probably one of the more um, one of the more decks that are kind of annoying to fight against. But you do have uh, Drax Assault with a. Uh, for me, I have a big, uh, a more uh, powerful ego. I guess a pretty big, so that way he can actually deal with all the splash damage that they're doing. So it's not too terrible, um, but yeah, Intergalactic is definitely still kind of like an issue deck. Well, really good though. I guess that brings me up next. And if you're having trouble with Intergalactic decks, have I got the answer <laughs> for you? Yeah, it's Whiplash. I play a lot of Whiplash. I made a guide on it. I'm not gonna go super in depth because I have a whole video here on YouTube on my channel that talks all about this deck. Um, We'll, we'll hit some highlights, though. And the reason why it beats up on Intergalactic so hard is that often at the end of the game, you can just sell down to having few, like you know two to three units on the board, um, one of them being Whiplash, and usually two is fine because then it's Whiplash and Red Hulk, and they don't get all the value on their uh, on their Moonstone and sometimes not on their Kree Soldiers because they don't have the maximum number of target to hit, so the Marvel doesn't grow as much, and then you laugh at them because your Whiplash is like 5,000 points anyways. Um yeah, this deck is crazy, and one large unit is often the best way to beat up on uh, Intergalactic because they minimize you minimize their triggers. Um, so I play Iron Man, of course. Um, that's the core of the deck, um, and then I also do Spider Man and Captain Marvel. Um, 
A lot of that is for powers. Uh, swing into action was obviously very powerful. It just got nerfed a little bit. But we, we can still uh, hit the 16 on time because we have Pepper. I run four Pepper Pots. Uh, she's uh, a secondary economy engine uh, after the changes to Stark, of course. Um, he can't maximize all the, uh, all the money quite as hard anymore. So with Pepper, uh, we can still leverage a lot of early game uh, economy value and use those extra gems we get off of her to make sure Swing into Action can still proc on time on turn four if I go that way. Uh, with Captain Marvel, it's all about strength of the stars. Um, this you're gonna pair a lot. You're gonna you're gonna hit a lot of two stars in this deck. Um, so that's that's the main reason why because you you often will play a unit and then pick it up, uh, two star it, play it again, and then sell it to trigger Whiplash. So because the cycle is so so aggressive, um, she's she's a lot of value as far as uh, an economy engine. Yeah, there we go. So uh, at one star you gain one gem when you play a Stark, and then two gems and four gems um, as she as she stars up, uh, so that can turn into a lot of extra cash, and Tony Stark's superpower is money, and so we leverage that real hard. Um, four, four pots, four energy overload, I know uh, you had mentioned that earlier. Uh, it serves a different purpose in this deck, though, because you apply it to something you're going to sell rather than something you want on the board, You so you put it on something you sell, and then that extra power transfers over to the Whiplash, because a lot of people don't seem to realize that Whiplash gains power equal to whatever the current power of the unit is that's sold, plus whatever multiplier you get for his star level. Um, it's not their base power, it's their current power, so things like energy overload, things like equipping weapons um, is very important with this deck. Um, I, I run one silver sword. You jam the silver sword on your uh, your extremist or your hydro or your superior or your stealth or whatever, and then you sell it, you get the weapon back, then you play the next thing and you equip the weapon to it and you sell it and you get the weapon back and all of that extra power, that's plus eight power each time, each cycle um, going into whiplash. And so there's a lot of little optimizations like that to make sure you're getting the biggest possible whiplash with the least possible investment most turns until you're ready to go all in. Um, this deck can, you can definitely run yourself out of things to do if you're too aggressive and it's very easy to build a giant whiplash and then the next turn be like, well, crap, cause I have nothing left. Uh, so scaling is really important. Uh, also I like that this deck can still leverage nanotech. It's one of the few decks that can now. It was played in every single deck forever and, uh, <laughs> not so much anymore, but it's great in this deck. Uh, people still give them out a lot off Stark as well, which is hilarious. Uh, although not so much now, uh, since, uh, you gotta have the four star now to, to be able to catch this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's real good. Um, I don't know if suit up is the best option for this deck. It probably isn't, but I run it because it's, I like it a lot and it makes it like, it makes crazy things happen. Uh, it just, it's, it's a way to get extra stuff to sell, um, at the end of the game. Like honestly, you know, Hulkbuster might be a little bit more consistent as far as finding stuff to sell as he can hold the weapon or even like convergence beam or back to back all viable options in that. Uh, I think the six slot in this deck is pretty flexible, but you know, that's the six slot for you. Um, hmm. with Spider-Man real quick, it's basically all filler, except that we want the power and like the free refresh or swing into action, uh, and for web snare, web snare is really important. I think it's one of the best cards in the meta right now. That's probably not getting a ton of play. It's getting some play, but not a ton of play, but, um, being able to stun left and right. And also more importantly, remove equipment from left and right is really, really clutch. Uh, it shuts down a bunch of stuff people want to do. Um, it can ruin blood axes on the far right. It can ruin uh, trying to set up um, like some mask plays, things like that. So overall, just really flexible and can buy you time. And uh, you know, often basically the last four turns of the game, I'm I'm looking to play this card uh, consecutively just to to leverage some board a little bit and always go first with with my giant annihilating whiplash. Um, and then also glider, glider's great. We have, we have pepper to hold it. Um, 
you know, Glider, I think, has just been a staple, really good card, basically, the entire time this game has been around, and nothing has changed there. Stunning your entire opponent's board is hilarious and awesome. Um, <laughs> it's it's just good, like it is. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, for Captain Marvel, uh, mainly we're there for Strength of the Stars, but I still also run the uh, Marvel supreme vision combo. Um, it's still really nasty. Um, now, Supreme was nerfed from 20 to 10 power, and that hurts it somewhat. Um, but honestly, that combo is still really disgusting. It's it's capable of doing absurd amounts of damage and wiping stuff out. Um, I don't often go for it, but it's really nice to have in the back pocket. Um, and you'll note that both of those, Marvel and Supreme, cost 5. Um, from Iron Man, obviously we run Stealth and Whiplash at 5. And at Spider-Man, I have the uh, Superior Spider-Man at 5, and that's important because I think Grand Invention is still the best power in the game, and we're usually popping it at store 5. Um, so just giving yourself really high-value options on 5 is, is great. Uh, uh, Silver Sword, also great on 5, because um, I'm usually looking to grab that early because that's, again, a really important part of the cycle um, for, uh, for Whiplash. So uh, giving ourselves really strong 5-drop options and then popping Grand Invention, and you know, usually on turn 4 um is fantastic and uh yeah but more people should play this deck because it's an incredibly good deck against the deck people complain about the most which is inter intergalactic chewy um and this deck kind of trucks that deck so spend some time play it and if you want and really, and really and in-depth and stuff go watch my video because there's a whole video about it with gameplay analysis and you know what's crazy too is that uh I'm noticing like if since you're playing Spider-Man you have swing into action mm -hmm. and if you actually snag one of your really good five drops like Black Symbiote, even even I even I forgot this guy Marvel mm -hmm. and uh what's this this guy Supreme Yeah, Supreme Intelligence. Supreme Intelligence like mm -hmm. they're they're all five drops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so it's like it actually it can actually like force your hands to go a certain way and actually star up them a lot faster and then you just like kind of just like snowball from there yeah or uh, a, fu cool. a fun thing to find with it as well is prime armor which we don't run in the deck but you find prime armor and then he's growing and growing from the stuff you're instantly oh, playing from man. whiplash and then you get to feed him to whiplash at the very end it's uh it's really disgusting and hilarious um because you can't you can't run all of prime whiplash and supreme and one or and uh, uh what is it stealth armor all in one deck you can only pick two of those three and those are all amazing five drops for uh for iron man um, so we, we don't get to run all three of them. So the, on the occasion when you get to jam all three of them in one game, it's almost always GG because that's, it's really absurd. F feeding a huge, uh, huge prime into, uh, into whiplash at the end is crazy. Um, also one more tip with this deck. Don't try and feed your whiplash when he's at one star. Cause you're not gaining anything. Uh, you may have to occasionally for board space, but, um, because he gains power equal, uh, it's not that great. Uh, typically, you wait until you get a two star, and then he doubles the power of the stuff you're selling, and suddenly you're you're profiting off of what you're selling for power. And then, of course, at four star, it gets really, really, really out of control very quickly. Um, quadrupling the power, and then you know, so so that means that two cost energy overload that gives plus twenty is giving you plus eighty power. Right? <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's really silly. Um, once once he's at four star, but yeah, don't don't try and like stick a whiplash and then like cycle a bunch of stuff for a one star whiplash because you lose all of your value and you didn't really gain anything you made you made a kind of big whiplash but you lost all your power to do to for the next turn um so that's that's one of the hard things i think to learn with this deck is when to when to go in and when not to and estimating how big your opponent's board is going to be and how big a whiplash you actually need to make versus how much you need to sit back and wait um because it's really easy to go all in too fast and then run out of stuff to do and then your whiplash is not very big and he's really sad 
So yeah, yeah, it's been a while. yeah nice. there's the short thing, the long things out there. Go go watch it if you want, <laughs> if you want to learn how to play this deck. But don't don't <laughs> tell me there's not ways to beat Intergalactic, everybody on Discord, because there are, and you're just not doing it. Yeah, that is fair. And by the way, every, we we keep talking about Intergalactic. Uh, we might as well go over that deck. Sure. Um, I do have a version of it here. I call it Bubblegum. So it revolves around Chewy. Um, but basically. <laughs> This is the, this is the basic. I, I I've modified it a bit to be more of um, a shop four deck because I found that relying too heavily on tempoing the five is just gonna end up getting you killed against the hyper aggressive red rush decks or shop three decks. Right, and this is you know this kind of leverages back into with the whiplash deck. The five drops in this deck are relatively weak. Like, yep. naked, right, by themselves. Whereas Whiplash is 20 points by himself. Marvell is 6 points by himself. Uh, and that's exactly. a huge difference, yeah. And if you don't have any triggers for Marvell, he right. is just the 6 on yeah, the board. <laughs> so, this, this deck revolves around skill power procs. More specifically, those skill powers procking uh, when units die. So you have, in the 2 slot, you're running a Kree Soldiers who proc... One damage each to two opponents, and it triggers one time. And the trigger amount varies in regards to uh, starburst levels. So at second level, it'll deal one damage to each opponent to, to two opponents, but now it'll trigger twice. And then yeah, at four stars, it'll trigger four times. Um, I also run photon force field. It's it's a it's a decent two cost card. You probably want that over any other two cost card here, but it's more just filler. And the three slot. You are running Miss Marvel. Now nah, I've I've messed with the the counts of Miss Marvel a lot here. I've I've ran her at one because I just wanted her as a filter so I can find my four star costs. I've ran her at two. I've ran her at now I'm running her at four because this is more of a shop four deck and she's gonna be my main carry. Um, so yeah, this uh, this card can vary based on how you want to play this. Uh, the other three costs is Negabands. Uh, Negabands gives taunt to a unit, and it also deals four damage to a random opponent whenever that unit is struck. And I'm running two here because I'm running it both on the Kree soldiers as well as Baron Zemo to counteract the uh, hyper aggro early decks. So that's three. And then in the four slot, we have the classic Eon Roggers. And Moonstone. Uh, I know John loves Yonrog. He's like telling me all Hate the time. Hate this card. <laughs> Hate this card. <laughs> so, um, prior to his buff a few weeks ago, Yonrog would only increase skill damage by your intergalactic war characters by one, two, and then four, depending on his starburst level. They they doubled that up, so now he increases it by two, four, and eight, which definitely puts uh, intergalactic onto a level playing field with every other deck. Uh, and also, his base went from 8 to 10, right? That's true, yeah. Pretty relevant. So, and then Moonstone. Moonstone is probably the primary um, support of this deck. If, uh, it, it's, it's, it and Kree Soldiers are the, are the main engine. Right. And then they power Miss Marvel, and then later on they will power Marvel. Um, so... So 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 her one power is irrelevant. It's basically her skill damage is what's what what's deadly. So hang on one second. I actually did some math. 
And then she she just gains a more ridiculous like when you star her up, especially like at four stars, she does that what four times trigger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's like and then you if you if you have like a four star Yong Rog with okay. her doing Here's the yeah, here's the right. um here's the math behind this. So uh if you have a four star Yonrog and he's gonna add eight damage to each of these procs, right? So each of these laser beams she shoots out is gonna deal twelve damage. So she does 12 damage to three opponents. Now, if you go to four star with her, it's going to deal 12 damage to three opponents four times. Um, and now we're assuming you have a board that uh, this is a modest board that has a four star Yonrog and a four star Moonstone and say a two star Kree Soldier. In total, they will deal 66 damage by the time they're all done going on. If you have that's a, wild. Yeah. If you have a Chewy on board with them, just a level one Chewy, they it will deal a, an additional forty two damage, bringing that to over hundred damage. <laughs> Unreal. And now your and your Marvel will scale with that. And your Marvel or, or multiplicatively scale with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your Kamala and your Kamala will scale. Mm-hmm. Not not as hard, but yes. Kamala does scale pretty well though, like because yeah. these are all multiple procs. She procs it three times. Right. Kree soldiers procs twice for Kamala. And yeah, the basis of this deck is just getting as much skill damage out as possible with Moonstone and Kree soldiers having your Chewy uh, instantly eat those two up, them doing a massive amount of skill damage to the opponent's board. Buffing up your Marvel, and then I know some decks are also running like trading places mm-hmm. where they will put a moonstone at the end of the board so that when Chewie eats it, it'll come back at four stars right at the end of the board again. So that's another thing you can do. And that's but, a pretty high value trading places because you're only going from four to one power. <laughs> yeah, it's the lowest power yeah. loss possible. Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah, you still got you still have four stars. Mm-hmm. That's that's wild, and, and you you know like either with training places like you, you it brings back the unit at one power, but you don't care because right. Moonstone is Moonstone's uh, job is to get destroyed. Yep. So, so that way she could do the splash damage. And then I I run Spider Man and Iron Man. I run Spider Man because Web Snare is just so good. Two thumbs against, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and Web Shooters is also really nice. Put on like a Kamala. Stun is the name of the game against high power boards. I I seen somebody hit me with four web yeah, web shooters. Yeah. He had they had four yellow units, and it was like stun, 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 <laughs> stun, stun. I was like, well, I don't get to play the game yeah. today, <laughs> or at least this round. Yeah, it was like it's pretty. It, it I, falls I think off uh, a little bit yeah, later, but it's really good. But I, yeah, I, I wouldn't run all four. That's a lot. Uh, if you have a level four Yonrog, it's on an intergalactic. It's dealing nine damage to people every time it procs and stunning. That's crazy. Yeah. And then um, I run Iron Man because I stay on four a lot, so I get Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and it also gives me a shot at Grand Invasion. Uh, so I have a question: Why aren't you running Patriot then? We have, uh, we have talked about this in the past, but like, isn't Patriot good to be able to find more of your four stars? I just costs. feel like I lose out with Patriot more than I win with him. Okay. And if I'm going to lose out and just have a unit on board, I'd rather have Superior Iron Man. 
Because he's going to buff anyways. Yeah. Okay. Fair. That's fair. That's a fair choice. I, I, I think I think it'll end up to be like whatever your play style is, uh, yeah. you know, what you want to do. Because I would probably run Patriot just to find more of the Moonstones or more of the Yongrogs and stuff like that because it just gives us just a better chance to right. get them. You but, know what I mean? But as Faith notes, you're going to be finding Korgs. Patriots anyways in the shop. You're refreshing to find Moonstones and right. Yonrog. Right, right. That's a good point. Like, that's fair. So yeah, if you're if you're buying Patriots in the shop, something's going wrong. Mm-hmm. But but if you're on a fringe case where maybe a superior Iron Man boosting the board could win you the next match, that's the thought. Mm-hmm. That's true too. Mm-hmm. I guess it just I guess it just depends on what uh what the board state is at that current moment in time. Right. Uh, what's happening? And then yeah, the other important unit here is obviously Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. He he does, he does so much work against destroyer boards. <laughs> Him converting destroyers, uh, and, such a good feeling. And that's why I play uh, uh, ego <laughs> to to mm-hmm. mitigate that guy. <laughs> so I, that way he, ego he, can oh, get touched. Oh, and... He's not too common anymore. Yeah, I I only play five drops, so Zemo never concerns me. <laughs> in, in all of my decks, I only play five drops. That's that's definitely a thing. But. That's the intergalactic deck that everybody's not been liking. Yeah. But as with every card game and every new meta, there's going to be one or two decks where everybody is just going to be like, I don't like this deck. It's too strong. It's, uh, and I mean, I think the reason it's so commonplace is that it's relatively cheap to assemble, right? That's, yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah. a lot of it. It's fairly cheap to put together. It's low, low legendaries. And I know Marvell has been available in battle passes twice now for free. So, like, you know, it's been very easy to assemble even the, the core legendary for this deck. You've basically gotten two for free if you've played this game uh, any number of seasons. So it's uh, pretty cheap to put together. But, um, that does it for our meta deck analysis. Um... Wait, all right, if we're now analyzing meta decks, uh, what's, what's the best deck right now? Who's, who, what's the top tier? Hmm. All right. If we're grading based on how consistent it is in getting top three, none of the decks that we discussed today. I agree. I think the best deck we did not talk about. It's going to be this deck over here. No, don't put it on the screen! No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this deck's too good. So, this deck I've titled Red Rush. Yeah, basically. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, this deck... You're probably not going to get a lot of firsts, but you're probably going to get a lot of top threes. Yeah, you're going to push people out of games real quick. So the main focus of this deck is you stay on two, you pick up red cards. So things like Outrider, which you have four of. Things like, uh, you'll have Blood Axe here as well to help out here. And Spider-Man, you're going to have Spider-Woman here. You're going to have Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, that, that's not important. You have Rocket's Jetpack. And um, uh, Shield Agent is the other one. Yeah. The most important ones are the Outriders, the Shield Agent, uh, and the Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. And then you just level up to three. You pick up, you know, Destroyers, Doc Ock, Doc Ock. I'm I'm pretty sure you'd be picking up like Falcon in between, just yeah. giving random boosts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and and just like cycling in and out red and stuff. You finish the game on top three, and you have Gladiators as well. Like, 
Or or you flip it all into six. Uh, you you line up yeah. all your starbursts right. and get a bunch of free six drops, and then you you push power that way. That's that's the other way that this deck can end games. It's really crazy. Yeah, you just push people out by having a lot of starbursted four stars. Yeah, because th- this can very quickly switch into like a bunch of snaps as well. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you set it up right, yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a thing I've seen. Uh, yeah, this deck's scary. I think this is probably the best. Uh, like, th- this deck is fast, right? That's the other thing is if you're looking to fast climb, this is this is probably the the best deck as far as like number of games versus top threes, uh, points gained, all that to mathematically climb quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, because if if you're just only trying to focus on getting top three and you're pushing people out within like turn four, turn five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're ending games a lot quicker than if you're playing like a traditional trying to set up your combo strategy type of deck. Right. And then that takes a lot longer. So you're finishing games quicker with this in regards to just playing one game. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh, so. you know, the, the meta is, uh, the Intergalactic is very popular in the meta, but, you know, I think we covered some, some anti-meta options. Um, obviously, all the decks we're playing, uh, the three decks we talked about, are all effective. Like, you know, that's, there's a reason we brought them up and are talking about them so much, right? Like, we, we all pick those intentionally. Um, so, there, you know, there, there are certainly a fair number of options. Um, I think, you know, there, there are hella combo decks still out there using Loki now that are still, that, like, that's still a thing. Um, and, you know, I've seen Loki pop off uh, to do some very silly things. <laughs> so, yep. it's, there, there are options out there for sure. Um, I want to play. I want to play. I haven't picked the Prime Armor deck back up yet. Um, yeah. Because the uh, initially the uh, the extra animation when you tried to do, do Patriot triggers was insane. But now that it's been fixed, then maybe I'll go back to it. Prime Armor has just it has has that issue of if you don't find cards immediately with it, right? You know, and it's not going to get a lot. Like say you would with the Whiplash, where Whiplash starts with twenty power, right? And that's why I switched to Whiplash because they buffed him, and I was like, yeah. oh, twenty power is a lot. Okay, yeah, I can I can work with that. Whereas Prime starts at like six, I think. Yeah, um, he starts low, so you you got to do a little more work to make him work. Whereas like finding you know finding Whiplash plus Stealth, you're like, great, awesome, done. Yeah, yeah, easy. easy problem solved. I don't have to sell this immediately, but I get you know forty extra points on the board this turn, um, or forty two extra points. So, uh, yeah, it's. It's in a little bit better position, but I'll still try it. I, th- I still like that deck a lot, and also it still feels really crazy to like pick ten extra cards on a on a given turn, and like the the value of it's just too high to ignore sometimes. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah, but uh, I think that'll about wrap us up here for uh, episode two. Uh-huh. Make sure you catch everyone. Uh, you guys want to shout out your socials? Yeah, John, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so you can find me at uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter. I think everything is all the same. Uh, Jonathan Snow eighty eight, or either Jonathan underscore Snow. Uh, I should have all, all those links on my social will be there down below. Again, also join the official Discord for uh, Marvel Duel because we are also very active in there as well. We're still trying to grow the community. Um, we have a bunch of new regions that just been implemented as well, so that's really awesome, and I cannot wait wait until we get a global release eventually i'm very very excited for that um there's no date announced for that in particular but uh i'm hoping soon indeed um you can find me every everywhere horrible chopstick uh horrible chop on twitter thanks character limits um 
I've been pretty inactive this week, unless except on Twitter screaming about politics. But hey, that's almost over, so uh, soon that will be done, and uh, I'll be back to normal streams. And I'm, I'm going to start streaming in uh, probably tomorrow. I think picking up regular regular nightly streams again. Um, it's just been a big stressful week, especially here in North Carolina, where things have been especially crazy on on the political spectrum. So uh, if you've been paying attention to that in the United States, yeah, uh, that's that's been my focus this week. But that's over uh, for the most part. So back streams, back to YouTube. Back to making stuff like this because we like you guys. So, yeah. And um, you can catch me at uh, twitch.com slash xb underscore faith. I'm also faith discord. Don't don't uh, go to twitch.com, everybody. Go to twitch.tv. Twitch.tv. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. We appreciate everybody who's listening. Hope you all enjoyed and have a great week. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy our awesome new outro. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.